everybody. Welcome to the Francast. This is a show where we talk about everyone's favorite show from the 90s, The Nanny. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Larry's here. Hello. And Colleen is here. Hi, everybody. And today we are talking about three more episodes from season four. This is episodes 22, 23, and 24. And they're better than last week's episodes, I would say. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I don't know if you all agree, <laughs> but an episode all about soap operas for Colleen here. Oh, no. it, was hev- it was like a slice of heaven. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, we are going to start out with episode 22. No muse is a good muse. So in this episode, Fran finds out about this kind of Tori Amos type rock star and uh, who writes depressing lyrics <laughs> and she uh, tries to do anything to get the song lyrics that she's written about her life to this uh, depressing rock star named Tasha and they end up bonding and she becomes Tasha's muse and until she meets Val <laughs> and I have to say I thought this one was was a lot funnier than I remembered. Maybe it was just because I had just watched a movie about a serial killer. And so I was really in the mood to laugh. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I really, I was cracking up at this episode. I, I thought it had a lot of funny lines. And I, I liked Niles and Cece in this. I thought they had some funny lines. I liked Niles with his how to get women tape was kind of funny. I thought, and, and uh, so I like the lines like when she says, uh, when Tasha, you're happy, I'm happy. And then she's like, I've got to get more Gentile friends. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was funny. Uh, so there were lots of jokes that made me laugh. I'm not saying it's one of the best ever, but I was, I, it was better than I remembered. It has a 7.0 on IMDb, which is lower than any of the episodes last week, which is ridiculous. Oh. Really? This is to oh. me at least. This was a lot funnier than any of the episodes last week. But, uh, but I don't know. What did you think, Larry, of this episode overall? Yeah, I think it's fun. There are some fun gags. I didn't love the Niles <laughs> subplot personally. That was like my least favorite part of the episode. But yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. What did you think, uh, Colleen? I like this one. Um... I was thinking Alanis Morissette. That's who came to my mind. Uh, but I, it could be Tori Amos. It could be anybody. There are there are many. It was well, this Fiona was, Apple. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's actually yeah, more that's her look. Happy. I feel. Um, yeah. And I was trying to figure out where I've seen that girl from, so I looked her up. She was in Love Actually. She had one part. She a small part. You could well. I don't. Um, Remember when the guy went to Wisconsin? He went to Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. She was one of the girls <laughs> that was in that scene. The bar with um, January Jones. She was, I think she was one of those girls. <laughs> Anyways. Well, they, they say you, your brain holds on to, huh, Colleen? Isn't that weird? I know. I can't remember, like, the really important stuff in my life, but I remember these weird <laughs> things. <laughs> I know. That is well uh they said in the trivia on imdb that i guess that the tasha she was the bond girl in casino real oh 2006 oh and (laughs) her uh her manager lady 
uh, was also a Bond girl, L- Louise Lois Childs uh, in Moonraker. So two Bond girls. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. So they said the trivia. So that was kind of funny. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if I, I liked as much Niles listening to the tapes as it was everyone mocking him for listening to the tapes. That I thought was kind of funny. Cece and <laughs> Mr. Sheffield and Fran, uh-huh. them all making fun of him <laughs> for doing it. I kind of made me laugh. And she, uh, I think that most girls my age went through like a Toriyamu's phase <laughs> where you're just yeah. listening to because her her lyrics were very very dark and sad and uh and i uh so i i feel like that was kind of a thing <laughs> you went through that concept. phase rachel i can't believe it you did rachel <laughs> no what i mean i was more into uh i was more into jewel she was more my jam, uh-huh. but I definitely I had a I had a bit of a Toriyamu's phase. I did. I, I believe it or not, um, but uh, but yeah, I I never dressed up like Frank. That's for sure. <laughs> it was very goth. Or oh, her oh my gosh, that leather outfit. I could have. Well, we'll talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> I like. She says, "If misery leather. is what." She says, if misery is what gets you a hit record, my diary is Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> that was funny. And I also liked her and Maxwell. She says, this from the man who cast Debbie Boone as gentle, the, the Shiva boy. <laughs> 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 that was funny. And uh, another good line is, I belong to no man. And if you don't believe me, you can just ask my mother. <laughs> that was funny. And I mean, I, I think it is quite uh, ridiculous of, of uh, Maxwell to, to claim ownership of Fran in any way. I mean, even if they were engaged, but it led for a funny line, I thought. But uh, then they have, uh, she writes the song and she tries to get it to Tasha and this is gets very broad uh these the middle part of this episode where they're trying to get the uh that it is very I love Lucy-ish yeah yeah mm-hmm. for sure I mean I definitely laughed when they kept asking or she kept asking for things like the shampoos and then the mints yeah uh-huh. <laughs> they get like annoyed oh she wants the mints too okay well <laughs> throwing them on the bed like a million of them <laughs> Yeah, they try to first wait outside the studio, but it turns out they're waiting in the wrong spot. And she's like, Val, maybe the one with all of the people, <laughs> the teenagers outside. <laughs> yeah, and I did like the line from, from Niles to Cece, look at your shiny new coat, been adding cod liver to your diet. <laughs> that made me laugh. And... <laughs> Uh, so they yeah then they pretend to be maids and uh, and i don't understand quite why they keep making the jokes about her being a maid when i have literally never seen her clean ever on this right. show not one time yeah they do <laughs> quite a few times this season i feel like yeah 
even Val saying, what's, uh, what's, she's saying, what's the difference? I'm like, she hasn't cleaned literally a single time. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is kind of shocking that a house like that doesn't have a maid as well, but yeah, I guess that's Niall's have... job. Yeah, that's Niall's, Niall's job. <laughs> that's his work as the butler, too. It feels pretty uneven when you really think about it, because Niles does so much more as far as yeah. cleaning and cooking and everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I liked when Tasha says, what is this Kinko's I keep seeing and what happens there? <laughs> I forgot about Kinko's. Do, they, do any of them exist? Well, they got morphed, right? They, yeah, they're part of FedEx, FedEx now. FedEx, yeah. Oh, actually, I think there's a few around here, but not too many. Yeah. The only time I ever go to Kinko's is if I need something laminated. <laughs> they can laminate. I don't even know. Does that is that even necessary anymore? <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, I, I couldn't even tell you when, but yeah, that's that's my go-to place if I need something laminated. <laughs> if I'm making like a bookmark or a craft or something, oh, I need something. That's that's a good reason. I'm like, what would need laminated? <laughs> I, I was like baffled. What would need laminated? I guess the certificate, even certificates, though they don't even really do that anymore. I they know. Kind of behind plastic yeah <laughs> it's true it's been a long time since i've been to kinko's <laughs> many years um I, I mean i guess i've gone maybe had something fedexed a couple times but but uh as far as for any, the printing like kinko's yeah server. yeah 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 and even I, then i use ups i would just go to the ups store so i wouldn't oh, even yeah. use fedex <laughs> yeah so, but it was it was a funny gag, I thought. <laughs> sure. And then she says, I couldn't understand what the word was in Yiddish that she says. It was something like Terstucken or something yeah, like that. I don't know what that is. It sounded and, like that. What's that thing that people make on Thanksgiving? Yeah, it sounded like Terducken. Terducken. <laughs> yeah. But they don't have, unfortunately, they don't have the closed captions on the complete series. And so I, you, know, you can't sometimes some words escape you but i still thought it was funny that tasha was like first kinko's now terstucken life is passing me by or something yeah that was funny to me i like that she used it as an insult right yeah (laughs) and we find out that uh that maggie i guess got into columbia that was dropped by grace this from the girl who got into columbia so because she was upset last episode that she had gotten not gotten into some colleges so i guess she's good there and <laughs> which is then, ivy isn't it so i think columbia is columbia ivy or just um, i don't think it's technically part of the ivy league but it's certainly like a top tier school yeah that's right up there yeah because <laughs> even like stanford i don't think it's technically ivy league like ivy league is this I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that the Ivy League is a specific group of schools. Harvard, Penn, uh, actually, I think Yale, Yale, uh, Dartmouth, Cornell. Yeah, they're all in New England. Yeah. Well, no, I think Stanford is Ivy. I'm almost positive. But yeah, Columbia might not be, but it's right under there. Like, I feel like that's kind of like Duke and those kind, like right underneath, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like Harvard is, uh, the, uh, yeah, the Ivy league 
let's see. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that it goes way back to like the the member the Ivy League is Brown, Columbia, Cornell, Dartmouth, Harvard, Penn, Princeton, and Yale. Oh, Princeton. That's the other one. Okay, it's not Stanford. I don't know why I thought mm-hmm. Stanford was. I think it's all in New England, except for Pennsylvania. Anyway. All right. So way to go for Maggie. And yeah. so the thing I, I also did like is Mr. Sheffield getting kind of missing her. And it was I thought there were some cute moments between them. And she says, he says, I miss you. And she says, I'll call in sick. And so that's when Val becomes uh, Tasha's muse. Uh, someone took my tokens. They stole my purse. It's like I'm cursed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and Mr. Sheffield says, Miss Fine, there's no one as special as you. That was cute. <laughs> and we get the end that Tony, but- Tony Bennett unplugged. That was like a huge thing. Uh, right, right around this time, I remember the unplugged concerts were. Oh, I loved them, but really I didn't remember. It. I didn't remember his as well. Like I remember Nirvana. That's the one that always comes to mind for mm-hmm. me. That's true. But, but Tony Bennett, I forgot he did one. But yeah, he did. And Eric Clapton had a big one. I remember oh, that was really big too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> I loved them. I was that was like that was my era. I mean, well, actually, yours too, Rachel. Probably mm-hmm. right the nineties. Yeah, yeah, I the the unplugged were a big deal, mm-hmm. and so and then I I remember Tony Bennett for just doing like a billion duet albums. Yeah, he had, like he had a duet with everyone. Well, still, even as recently as Lady Gaga and him, not too say, long ago, yeah. <laughs> that, they toured together. Oh, I they think. did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, the fashion in this episode is she starts out with a green and white kind of swirled top and pant matching pants with a big midriff like her whole stomach and green headband and according to what fran ward this is betsy johnson oh okay didn't love yeah no i i don't know i didn't love it either what do you think larry yeah i mean i didn't really have any feelings about it it was just Mm kind of there for me yeah uh, so then she had a black and white polka dot dress with fruit on it. And then she was wearing a couple of these outfits in these episodes. She was wearing like a sheer black under uh, top underneath. Mm-hmm. And of course, with fruit on it, this is most Chino. <laughs> of course. As we, all, yeah. as we all remember, the infamous vegetable oh ensemble. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Yes, there's one. something randomly crafty thrown on the top 99% of the time <laughs> we know who it is yeah um and then when she was when they were waiting outside uh she was in like it looked like blue cherries to me on the dress on the skirt suit it was like blue dots but then like there was a kind of a string coming out it, it looked like a blue cherry to me oh, <laughs> I, just, okay. I just wrote like blue flower vines because i didn't know oh what to yeah. yeah and she had her sunglasses on and this is from bella freud was the name of the designer i know that one and then she's in the maid outfit 
And then, yeah, this leather rock star outfit. <laughs> it looked so uncomfortable. And when I when like people are uncomfortable, it just doesn't look flattering, you know? Yeah. I didn't care for it. How'd you no. feel about that huge hair with the pink streak in it? Yeah. <laughs> uh... I mean, she always has big hair, but I mean, I don't know. It was just a different kind of big. It was huge. Yeah. It's like, wow. It was kind of funny when Val vacuums up her hair. That kind of made me laugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was also funny because it was just like so clearly a wig before yeah. then though like you could just see it and i was like what and then then the gag came and i was like oh okay that makes more sense okay yeah so i give this episode an eight i laughed quite a bit in this episode so i have a question since you two your mtv girls of the 90s um, uh-huh. i didn't come along till the late 90s with my mtv phase um uh-huh. Did you just, like, while you were watching videos, just dance in front of the TV? Like they well, did. I was never allowed to episode at my house. So anything that I would have watched would have been either with my friends or in secret. <laughs> oh, and I'm the opposite. Because when we got cable in the early 80s, we got MTV and I was allowed to watch it. <laughs> so I watched MTV from the, like, when Wham was popular and Duran Duran and all those 80s bands were my jam. Um, yes, I did, Larry, sometimes. <laughs> so, well, because I was like, okay, so I would like teach myself and watch the stuff. I would teach myself choreography to music oh, yeah. videos. Was, but I was just wondering because, you know, it was just such a casual like dance that she was doing. And then Fran joined her. And I was just like, did people just kind of like dance as if they were at a school dance in front of the TV like this? No. I don't know. Because mine no. was so intentional. Mine was always like, okay, we're going to learn this these moves. But uh, <laughs> no, like, I mean, we're going to dance, dance. I don't know. I was such a terrible dancer and still am to this day <laughs> that I wouldn't have even done that. I'd never done that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I would dance, um, but like I said, we would we would not have been allowed to to watch MTV. In we yeah, I mean, more I can kind of remember not you know like when I do you remember Wake Me Up Before You Go Go? That was such mm-hmm. a big hit, and I feel like I probably would have danced to that, like because I didn't really have exact steps, but there was a little yeah. bit of movement going on in there, and there was My- such a happy joyful song. My dad would ha- had some CDs, or, and we would we we would listen and dance to some of those. My sister and I, I particularly remember he had a Moody Blues album. Oh wow! <laughs> and, yeah, and uh, and we would dance to that, and uh, or the Beach Boys; those were two favorites. And I I loved uh, when I was. I don't know. This this would have been earlier than high school. This would have been like sixth grade. I loved uh, the um, like Wilson Phillips and <laughs> that that kind of era. And I do think it's funny that Wilson Phillips had one hit song called "Release Me" and one song called "Hold On to Me." Oh yeah, <laughs> that was funny. I forgot they had that other one. I just knew. Yeah. Hold- I remember "Hold On." Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. 
which I think is kind of funny. (laughs) Okay, real quick, Larry, before we go on to the next one, I got to tell you guys. So when even before then, like when I was really little, I mean, some of it overlapped with the MTV era. But when I was very little, I would literally sit in front of I mean, I was five, six. I would Mm -hmm. sit in front of the radio on Sundays after church and listen to Casey Kasem's American Top 40. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would, and my, I had a sit and spin. Do you remember the sit and spin? It's a I toy and you I sat don't. on it and you spun around and spun and it had sand in it. And all it did oh. was make this horrible noise. And my father hated it. And it was like, I tortured him for years when I was little. That's so funny. <laughs> oh but gosh. it was in front of America, in front of the radio on America. It was listening to Casey Case. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, I, his show, I mean, doesn't, who, Carson Daly does it now, right? Because, I mean, that show is still going on, that Top 40 I think it's Ryan, countdown. Ryan uh, or, or, right, yeah, it might be Ryan Seacrest. But, no, my thing was definitely TRL, because it got mm-hmm. really popular no, right around this. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Britney Spears fan, and she basically, mm-hmm. like, dominated <laughs> TRL throughout <laughs> my childhood. But I would, like, rush home from school. That was, like, the thing. And, uh, you know, most of the kids my age also really loved TRL. We all watched it. So it was just, like, rush home. On the days where I got off early, I would go and get my phone, and I would vote, because you could vote from your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was part of the diplomatic process of getting Britney Spears those number ones on TRL. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one more time. That was released in 99. Oh, my. And so God. that was when I was in college. I was, my first year of college was in 99. Oh, I was out of no. college. Yeah. <laughs> and I was eight years old. <laughs> for so. me, high school, for me, high school was, I, I was really into Jewel. She did her, her album Hands. And I, her spirit album uh, with hands on it. And I loved that album. And it was also, my friends were super into Oasis. Oh, I don't know if ever, they loved Oasis. Oh, well. Yeah. Rachel Wonderwall has continued on and on. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I guess maybe some people today don't know who sings Wonderwall, but I mean, the song itself has kept Oasis still. Yeah, known. I guess Relevant. so. Yes. After. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And, but before that, I was super into Celine Dion. I was a big Celine Dion fan. I'm just so glad even you, Rachel, were not able to escape the Britney mania of the late 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Even you were not able to get away from Baby one more time as it no. took over the world. That and uh, and uh, the Backstreet Boys. I yes. That was- <laughs> oh, see, I grew up, and when I was in high school, new kids on the block were... Uh-huh. Oh, oh my gosh. I was like so obsessed. I can't even tell you. I just think it's so funny to go from like the music we saw here with Alanis Morissette, even back to grunge with Nirvana. Uh Mm -hmm. And then we took such a swing in the 90s to like bubblegum bombastic pop music from this like dark. That's the way it always is. I mean, they go from like the music of Woodstock to disco, you know, couldn't be more different. And then it's in it and then it goes back and forth and back and forth. Uh, and yeah, we always go from like the bubblegum pop to to indie. I feel like it just it's sort of a <laughs> circle. It is uh, I agree. It's like fashion. Yeah. Anyway, 
So I also loved, I, I started to love country music in high school. I loved the Dixie Chicks, still do. And I loved um, uh, Kenny Chesney. Did you like the crossover pop girls from country? Shania mm-hmm. and Faith mm-hmm. and I guess yeah. to an extent Martina. She wasn't as poppy as they were. I, I tell you, a, a song it's possible not to dance to is, is feels like a woman. I mean, come on. That song <laughs> is great so catchy. I saw her in Vegas. She's, she was fantastic. I saw her at, at the Coliseum at Caesars yeah. Palace. Shania was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Another woman who just like dominated the music scene in her peak. Just... Oh, uh, yeah. She laid the blueprint for Taylor yeah. Swift, Janiah Twain did. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> On yeah, a good, successful right. crossover into like the mainstream of big fame, like huge yeah. fame. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, what do you give this episode, Larry? No music. I'll go ahead. <laughs> I'll go ahead and give this one a seven. And what about you, Colleen? Um, I'll go seven point five. Okay, good. All right. So next we have You Bet Your Life. And this is a very popular episode, although it still only has a 7.3. I thought it was going to be much higher on IMDb. Uh, But this is our episode where Fran becomes involved with a charity auction that is hosted by Bette Midler. And they have all kinds of shenanigans that happen. And she ends up becoming a nanny for a, a young boy who is a piano prodigy and she takes him to visit grandma yetta and and a old man with a toe is his thumb dies (laughs) and uh and he is like traumatized and so that is the basic plot uh overall what do you think of this one larry um actually so this is one i clearly remember but i did remember it being a little bit funnier than Mm -hmm. when i watched it this time around so (laughs) um bet is fun particularly when she's hosting she has some great lines and there's some good moments there um but yeah i mean it was okay but i I just remembered it being a little bit funnier Mm -hmm. what did you think colleen this was my least favorite of the three actually Mm -hmm. so i thought it was all right um, it was weird seeing Ed Begley Jr. so young. Mm-hmm. So young. I was like, ooh. As um, a whole, I think that we are always kind of a little bit met on the big celebrity episodes. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for the most part. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's been a big celebrity episode that we've, like, loved. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not the- a big bet fan. I know that might be, like blasphemy to some people she's all right she's not one of my favorites well see larry thinks i hate bet midler but that is false. <laughs> the the only thing i i have against bet midler is that i think that hocus pocus is super overrated <laughs> and doesn't deserve near the accolades it deserve it, it gets as is it's treated as some kind of halloween classic and i don't agree i think it's <laughs> I don't I don't agree at all. And <laughs> it has its own fireworks show at Disneyland. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. And uh, so I that's my only beef with Bette Midler. <laughs> it's like, 
I do not get the love for Hocus Pocus. I'm no, sorry. Um, oh, Rachel. Yes. So, <laughs> but she's fine. I like Wind Beneath Her Wings. <laughs> it's a good song. The Rose. Yes. I like that um, better, actually. I don't like Wind Beneath. I know. I don't care for Wind Beneath My Wings very much, but I, mean, I like it's okay. the Rose. It's okay. I mean, it's, you know, a little, little bit overplayed. on the it's a bit on the cheese factor, particularly, yeah. you know, once you've heard it a million times. But <laughs> yeah, I, think that's what it is. I, I like uh, Big Business. That's probably my favorite movie with her in it with um, Lily Tomlin and her. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very funny. They're, uh, there's two of them and they're twins so that get separated at birth. And two of them end up going to the country and two in the city and then they meet up. And it's it's funny. You can watch it on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can also watch Hocus Pocus on Disney. Plus. Yeah, no, watch Big Business instead. <laughs> uh, so, yes, so I do think the, probably the funniest part of the whole episode is at the beginning when Fran says, "Was the Divine Miss B here?" Miss <laughs> M, Miss M in this house. Oh, Miss M, yeah. yeah, that that was funny with her yeah. and Gracie. Uh, that that whole scene was was funny and uh that i also liked when uh she says to maxwell what what happened to the day when you actually tried to hide your horror (laughs) i thought that was funny and like mess with a nanny please yeah (laughs) it's like oh my gosh (laughs) yeah but i did i found it i found the auction itself pretty funny i thought that was that was where bet shined more than the end when they brought her back um (laughs) should we start the auction at 20 bucks (laughs) right i was like oh oh my (laughs) i I have to say i know we're not into fashion but she was told like yeah, we're gonna to... Yeah, <laughs> and that was not banquet uh-huh. at all. That outfit. I mean, no. it worked for for getting that price up, but <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, that I like. Someone says, I forget who it was. Says I can't eat when I'm upset. Francis, oh, that's right. Your mother is a gentile. <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. And I also liked oh, when. Boy, oh, was it? Yep. I also liked when she says, there goes singing the English patient for <laughs> Nile. Oh, uh, that was funny. So, oh my gosh. And then Niles. <laughs> their subplot was pretty funny, I thought, with Niles and Cece running around in yeah. the background. Cece's servant. <laughs> I was like, woo, uh, $37 for all this work? Uh, I might have to break the contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ain't paying me $37 for a whole day and having me do all this work. <laughs> yeah. Or paying the charity or whatever. But I right did now. like that Cece, when she's like, I'm busting my butt for a benefit that doesn't involve profit and I have PMS, the ice is thin. Yes. <laughs> that made me so laugh. And so, yeah, the investor is threatening to, like, he wants it to be a a tax write-off, like, producer style. So they're making the play worse. And and Bette Midler, uh, she says, I I owe it all to Queens. And and Bette says, I mean, France says, I owe it all to Queens. And Bette says, same with my career. So, beauty queen. 
we're drag queens. So that yeah. was funny. And, and then we circle back to that with Niles in that dress later yeah. in the episode. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, Man, I'm one of your biggest fans. And she's like, what does she say? Something about shocking or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sarcastic. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so Fran takes the kids to Yetta's and this old man dies at the nursing home that has a has a toe toe for a thumb and i don't know that was kind of funny i thought <laughs> yeah, and i also <laughs> i i also laughed when val said i found the tape of our glee club and just when i found the place to plug it in he died about his grandpa that, that made me laugh. <laughs> and then Fran's like, you have a tape of our Glee Club. <laughs> that was a funny joke. <laughs> and also, you knew you were <laughs> seven years at a musical instrument. And you said, Val, you knew you were never going to be great at playing the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved when Mr. Sheffield says, I was calling to see if you took my white out for your French tips. That was another funny joke. (laughs) And, you know, they play Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, and that's Bette Midler's. She sang a version. Obviously, it's not original, but she sang a version of that song. Uh, And and, uh, then Gracie inspires a little kid to play again. So it's all all good oh my gosh what did they say at the table that (laughs) like once the fat cat has eaten you can't take it back or something and sylvia is like well fine but i already licked it and like puts the biscuit back on the table (laughs) at the beginning of the episode (laughs) (laughs) and bet says okay ringo are we good to go (laughs) um so yes and <laughs> Fran did not run fast enough though I was like no. at least in that kind of gag where you know Mr. Sheffield is chasing her he keeps a good distance behind right but Midler was on her <laughs> there was, I was like girl you need to pick up the pace if you're really running because she is there constantly yeah well, this episode we did get a very rare Morty sighting, but on the on the uh, on the massage table mm-hmm. uh, with Niles. I mean, to massage <laughs> Sylvia and Morty, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something I miss: is getting massages. Seriously, do you get a little like Bugs Bunny style head massage? Like he <laughs> Maybe once I'm comfortable with people touching me again. <laughs> I know, I don't know when that's going to come even when we're safe I'm like ooh, I don't know <laughs> I used to be fine fine with right. it <laughs> uh, but yeah the fashion in this episode is pretty iconic but it's yeah it's kind of nonsensical she starts with the candy group coffee talk blue robe mm-hmm. and that we see a bunch of times and then she's in an orange jacket with a braided print brown pink and yellow dress I can't think of any way to describe it. It's like a plaid, but it's made yeah, like you can actually see. Quirky. You can actually see that it's, um, that it's actual like braided fabric. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know fashion that well. 
Um, but this was Betsy Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then this outfit she wears to this charity thing. He says formal attire. Yes. This oh purple. Explicitly. This purple. I described it as a purple draped skirt and midriff top. Oh. And it's designer called Fendi. Oh, and really? This is just Fendi. not appropriate. It looked like something for, like, it looked like pajamas to me. It looked like a beach outfit. Like yeah, you'd wear that's, it out. that's good. That's, that's what like, it is. You, yeah. could, you could be in a romantic date and walking down the beach yeah. in that kind of outfit. Yeah, yeah it, it did. Like a it looked casual outfit. Yeah. Yeah, like, it did. Uh, you know, like want to look a little bit dressier than just your everyday, but you know, you're still kind of in a casual setting with this, like, yeah. And then you, sometimes Fran just like throws one of those dramatic, like shawls, the scarf mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. on it to try to make it. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is not formal at all. Yeah, <laughs> well, like I wouldn't this. even wear this to something like the Grammys, which is a little more casual right. of a look. Yeah. Uh, I- no, maybe that you'd wear this to the MTV award. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe the MTV awards. You, you can yeah. do it, but not yeah. not any of the actual. You wear, wear it to the Kid Choice Awards. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe it's too risque for them. I'm not sure. That yeah, matrix. that's true. I was like, who wears that? Who wears like this little like bikini style halter top? Yeah, a formal banquet. Yeah, that was so I weird. It was weird. I thought the same. I don't thing. know. Sometimes they're just so. Like, you look at their outfits that they have, and she'll come down for a date in this, like, stunning, like, you know, Oscars-style gown. Yeah. And then a formal event, she'll show up in this. And you're just like, we couldn't have gotten the oscar beautiful <laughs> gown for this? Like, yeah. I don't know. She's worn way more upscale stuff than this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. I agree. It didn't make any sense at all. Mr. Sheffield should have sent her back upstairs to go change. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I, it would have been more appropriate to wear the piano dress later in the episode. <laughs> I mean, that would have been better. <laughs> uh, but right. I love, I do love this little piano dress. I think it's so cute. The black, it's black dress with piano keys at the bottom. And each key is like a separate pleat, kind of looking. And, uh, and then she has that, I wish she didn't have that black sheer underneath. I wish it was oh, just a... I, I would have rather just been a dress. Um, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I would rather have just been a cute little cocktail dress. But I really like, I like this dress. This is definitely one of my top Moschino looks. Yeah. Yeah, it's did, cute. This is one he did good on. That skirt, that little piano skirt was really cute. Yeah, yeah I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this one I will give a mm, seven to. What about you, Colleen? I'm going to go the same, seven. And you, Larry? Yeah, I'll go seven as well. Okay. So last up, we have the Heather Biblo story. This has a 7.6 on IMDb. A lot of soap fans. Should be higher. (laughs) (laughs) And before we start talking about it, it is kind of weird that they have completely taken out of canon that Heather had a baby. there's a whole episode (laughs) i mean danny is dead but and they they forgot about the baby in that episode but she could have just been off screen or something but uh but yeah now they've completely forgotten (laughs) that she had a child 
Uh, but anyway, in this one, they have that Heather Biblo has gotten a job working on a soap opera on Days of Our Lives. And, Young and the Restless. Or sorry, oh. why did I say Days of Our Lives? <laughs> I meant to say Young and the Restless. I don't know why I said that. But uh, Heather Biblo has gotten a job on Young and the Restless. And uh, so she invites Fran and Val over to Hollywood to see the sights. And it was basically just a chance for Fran to meet all of these soap stars of the era. And then she ends up getting hired and uh, Mr. Sheffield misses her. And, uh, and then Heather ends up getting hired in her place. And so we start to see a little bit more, I don't know, a little more commitment. I feel like from Mr. Sheffield starting in these final episodes. And then we're going to see more of that into season five. And, but but yeah, so this this one for me because I'm not a super soap opera fan. It, I don't know. It wasn't my favorite. It was kind of like okay, this is fun and novel, I guess. And there were some funny lines, but but yeah, this is built for Colleen. I kept thinking that when I watched it, I'm like this is perfect <laughs> for her. I know that's what I thought. Jessica. She probably knows all of these people. Well, I, yeah, go ahead first. I knew like Shamar Moore. And yeah, I was like, that was the one I knew. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty popular. Off, he made a lot of yeah, he made a career out of Beyond Soap. So, yeah. So I was you were not funky since the mid nineties to today. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, that was a nice moment when he took off his shirt. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> Val, get the camera. <laughs> You're not fast enough to get your picture. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and they they had uh, Peter Bergman, Richard yep. Klein, Jeannie Cooper, Shmar Moore, Joshua Morrow, like Hunter uh, Tylo, Melody Thomas Scott. Oh, and Dorothy Lyman. Did you know she was the director? Um, yes, Dorothy Lyman, um, the director of the show, um, was the one on Mama's Family, and. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And a former soap star herself. Yeah, she it's... got her start on All My Children. Yeah, that's what's said in the trivia. On ITV. I used to watch that when I was, <laughs> when I was little. But yeah, anyways, yeah. it said in the trivia also that I guess Nicole Tom's sister Heather Tom was on Young and the Restless. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I know who Heather Tom is. Because Heather Tom was also on One Life to Live. Don't get me okay. started, you guys. <laughs> and then her brother, David Tom, would then also be on Young and the Restless. Oh, I, I know the name. So it's all kinds of connections. I was forgot. the guy, was the like male lead co-star an actual um, like soap star? Yes. Or was he just an actor? So it was basically a crossover. Like they came to the Young and the Restless set. So the woman, so, okay, there was a woman they ran into in the beginning. There was a woman with a brunette with straight hair. Mm -hmm. That's Hunter Tylo. She's on, she was on the soap at the time. Jeannie Cooper was the older woman. That's Corbin Burnson's mother. I don't know if you knew that, Rachel. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. And then, yeah, um, Shamar Moore, Melody Thomas Scout was the blonde woman that came down the stairs, I think, towards the end. Uh -huh. And Peter Bergman has been on The Young and the Restless for probably 35 years yeah. or 30 years. I recognized him. I mean, yeah, he's, he's been really on there well so known. long. Yeah. 
But they film at CBS Television City right by the Grove. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That show does. They still do. Yeah. But I never watched the show, actually, and I don't watch it now. But I know enough of the actors from years and years of watching soaps. You just get to know all the actors across the soaps. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's been on the, he's been on Young and Restless since 1989. Oh, Still to this day. Still on. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, a couple of those people are still on there, I think. I think Melody Thomas Scott might still be on there. Um, and, yes, yeah, there's some other ones that have been on there forever. Yeah. And then, of course, we had Pam. Yeah, Pam Pamela Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Heather Bibbleau. Boy, she came off trashy. In this oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> But, I mean, I guess that's part of her story. She's supposed to be other Biblos. Was this her Tommy of... Lee face? I wonder. Probably. <laughs> Around that Who time, knows? right? <laughs> Who knows? I did like that they, she said they found her on a beach and signed her. Right. Um, but <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Because she doesn't feel that way to me on, uh, quite the same way on Baywatch. Like, I mean, she's obviously kind of ditzy, but not. Well, not this. Yeah, not this. <laughs> yeah, not this bad. Uh, she was like fighting Val for like the dumbest yeah. person in the room award. Yeah, it's yeah. Quite the battle. I mean, I who knows why she would have invited them to to Hollywood. She's really short up on friends. But interesting uh, too. So I've been to uh, set to General Hospital. And the set does look a lot like that. I mean, they have the little rooms and it's kind of cool. You're like, oh, I'm in the quarter means living room or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. But any, they mentioned a love scene. Um, they would That would be a closed set, which basically means you couldn't have all those people around. You couldn't have guessed there. They don't do those things with mm-hmm. visitors ever. But it and- was funny when she says, we were on a plane yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> That was funny. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, his reactions to her were really good. Yeah. Um, and I did think it was kind of funny that Mr. Sheffield takes Yetta as his replacement for Fran on the Hawaii trip. And I <laughs> I laughed when she says, the last time I was in Hawaii, the sky was full of planes and fireworks. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was a whole shebang for Hanukkah. Oh <laughs> said was it december 1941 at least oh no that's how i mean (laughs) i think that's a good example though of like how you can make jokes about you know a a touchier subject and it be fine right yeah like that's that's a good you know it's a harmless joke that's that's fun and uh you know could be seen as a little bit edgy but yeah i thought it was (laughs) i laughed oh my gosh you get it because she's obviously a crazy person so it's not you can't be offended but uh i also like there was a little bit of meta humor when she talks about wearing your hair hair and makeup and bathrobe uh was so unrealistic at breakfast (laughs) that was kind of cute and so oh i mean good old heather bibla put her to shame with just that little towel uh, oh, right. I mean, she put Brad to pure shame. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. oh my. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just thought that 
the the interactions between Fran and Max were cute when he's kind of missing her and uh and, and he, <laughs> he brings Heather ends up working there and of course Brian's excited about that which is a little disturbing but but <laughs> I just like that uh that Max well, the, well the last episode or the first episode of this bunch he's like wanting to get punished by Fran in that leather outfit <laughs> yeah. that was yeah it's like whoa <laughs> stop what, it Brian um, what do you think about Cece having the dream about being Mrs. Sheffield <laughs> ooh weird <laughs> yeah, yeah that so was weird I liked I liked when Mr. Sheffield didn't even know she was like right in front of his face. Yeah, that was a funny joke. Like, tell me when Miss Babcock gets here, right? And when she sees that he's hired at the pit float, she's just like, "Oh no!" But yeah, the the fashion in this episode, she starts out with a black suit with sparkly buttons on it and pants, and I thought it was really cute. It was Moschino. Yeah, I liked it. it was cute. Yeah, it was adorable. Was so those little like shiny silvery buttons on the uh -huh. top? Yep, on the sleeves. Yeah, and then she has a, a blue, orange, white, and black polka dot panel dress. Like there was like a panel of blue, a panel of polka dots, and a panel of orange. What did you think of this one? No. <laughs> I didn't like it that much. Flattering. Like the, the way that it cut, you know, those black strips to make the panels. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Kind of like cut her body weird, if, if you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying. So I, I didn't think it was a very flattering dress on her. Yeah. And this was Linda Siegel is the name of the designer. Yeah. The next one I also didn't think was very flattering. And it was the one that everyone thought she was a hooker in. So the, the, the white. The white dress with black lining and zipper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was a Scotta. Oh, it looked cheap. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think it made her look very wide, which is, you know, weird. She's, she's so not, tiny. Yeah. yeah. And it, I don't know. It just didn't have a shape to it. I was like, uh, I don't know. This is not really a hooker dress to me, but, <laughs> but I mean, what I have the hair and the makeup, I guess uh yeah i mean she's certainly worn more i mean more scantily clad outfits in the past than that uh and then she has the american flag dress what did you think of that uh yeah it i thought it was right. i thought it was kind of fun <laughs> i liked it <laughs> you would be the ones who like the american flag dress this one was also Moschino. I didn't like it as much as with the other one. I didn't like as much as the piano dress. That was no, that, so No, good. that was the best one. That's like yeah. probably top tier. Maybe the best yeah. from Moschino, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this wasn't the worst. I no. mean, we're coming, we're coming off of that white dress, which I really just did not like on her. So mm -hmm. this was better than that. At least it yeah. fit her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think in the next episode, uh, next set of episodes, she wears a... Uh, a, a British flag outfit. So. Oh. Now that I would like better because I actually like I love the Union Jack flag. I think it's yeah. cool. Uh, well, I'm just more I'm more of a patriot. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, so then she has a blue dress with a blue border. That's her dress for on the set. The no. same one Heather had on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't and like it. 
And then it ends with a, I described it as a yellow and lime green print suit from Vertigo Paris. And it was okay. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. So wait, did Fran, was she on the episode then of Young and the Restless randomly? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, I don't know that. Be amongst all of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were both airing on CBS. I wonder if just some kind of, you know, sometimes you see those crossovers. Yeah. I don't know if they do them as much now, but they used to do them. Because I know I've yeah. seen the ones where they they literally switch. Like that's why I was asking. I've seen it where sitcoms like literally will appear on each other's shows yeah. as they work through something. But I've never really seen it with like a like daytime soap and a nighttime mm, sitcom yeah. like this. That was going to say next season. I think it's next season is when Ray Romano is on uh, the nanny. He he is. I was just watching it because it's back on reruns. (laughs) I don't remember his episode. I'm trying to think. I don't even remember his episode. That should be fun. I did laugh when she says. We know how much you love Ray Romano, uh, Rachel. (laughs) I do think he's pretty funny. I do. Uh, it, I, I did laugh when uh, says Southwest Chicken on American Airlines was restaurant quality. <laughs> That's her big takeaway from her experience. That was that it was funny. And like Niles being shocked that they hired her on for a talking role. Yeah. <laughs> <Speaking> part. <laughs> and so, yeah, this one I will give a six two. I think is fair. Uh, what about you, Larry? Going sevens across the boards, I guess, today. All right. And Colleen? Oh, I'm going high because it's a soap <laughs> episode. I'm doing 8.5. Ah, all right. Just because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. what I grew up with. It was it was tailor-made for you, Colleen. Yeah, Perfect. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so there we go. That is the three episodes. Let us know if you're listening what you thought of these three episodes and what rating you would give them and let us know at frankcast14 on twitter and you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media and on itunes and youtube so check that out and larry where can people find you you can find me on youtube as well as twitter and instagram all at lc screen talk and colleen I am on Twitter and Instagram at Lily44094, and our FranCast Instagram is FranCast1993. Great. So let us know what you think, and uh, and we will talk to you all next week with our final episode of Season 4. It's very exciting. And make sure you, t- you follow the Hallmarkies podcast. We've got lots of good stuff going on over there as well. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.